One, two, keep it on. Listen to the shit because we keep it till dawn. Listen to the ad track, got it going on. Listen to me, ladies, come on and let me spawn. On your eggs, then I flow up the river. That freaky N-word. I can't sing that song if it's got the, the N-word. The creepy N-word? Uh, hey, everyone, welcome to Let's Watch the Full Length Movie on YouTube. It's Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Uh, welcome to the show. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me once again. Oh, yeah. Love to be here. Sorry to miss it sometimes. Uh, yeah, you missed it last week. You know, uh, I just want to let you know that uh, I held on to the news. By the way, I want to give a big shout out to my brother, Adam Spiegelman, for being a special guest last week. And if you enjoyed Adam or you never nice. heard of him... You should check out his bad movie of cult movie podcast, Proudly Resents. Uh, it's been around for a while and it's one of the best. Uh, let's play the promo, Carl. And it's a clever title. Promo, please. Okay. Cram full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch All right, well, welcome yeah. to Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube. You can find us on iTunes by our initials. Ready? L W A F F L M O O Y T. Aren't we supposed to say this together? We didn't. Oh, no. This medication really kicked in. Uh, so welcome to the show. It started off with Carl talking about what song were you talking about? I don't recall. I'm All not right. sure I was there. Okay, well let's uh, welcome to everybody. Uh, now that you know how you can find us on YouTube, on iTunes, and YouTube and Twitter by those initials, we are also streaming live from our good friends MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, so you can always go over there and listen to the feed. It's Sunday. Uh, Two o'clock, uh, five o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time, where Carl is calling in from that Standard Time zone. Mm-hmm. So, Jersey Carl, time. Yeah, uh, Carl, we're going to watch a movie on YouTube, and yeah. uh, we want people to watch the movie with us and Full listen length. to our podcast at the same time. So it's half the entertainment if you do either or. Mm-hmm. But if you, you do, must do them together. Must mm-hmm. do them together to experience. It's it's like that Flaming Lips album, the five CD album, where you had to play it all at the same time. You have to sync it together. For the full uh-huh. experience. Carl, yeah, what's the their movie? CDs. Their CDs, yours. Uh, <laughs> today, we will be watching Chud 2. That's C-H-U-D. Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dweller. Chud, I think I know what a Chud is. But not the first. Yeah, two. Chud so 2. This is the sequel to Chud. Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dweller. So. Yeah. And it's like the sequel only in name. It really has nothing to do with the first one. Chud is, 1 is scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Chud 2 scary? No, Chud 2 is, well, yes, but Chud 2 is humorous. It's 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 a funny take. Actually, I know we should just get started, but this was in, originally conceived to be Return of the Living Dead, the sequel. 
And oh. uh, later they abandoned that. They had the money. And later they abandoned that idea, and they retitled it to Chudge. I don't know why. It's, uh, it's not a good franchise, but... Well, you know, that's really it's funny. It's a horror satire. Okay, well, we should start this movie, but I would like to talk about Return of the Living Dead, because that's what it reminded me of. Mm. Uh, so, makes sense. All right, so who's uh, what uh, YouTube channel are we going uh, oh, yeah. to go? Oh yes. Okay, so I like Brian Donnelly. Brian Donnelly. Brian Donnelly. N E L L Y. Okay, I see it. Chud to Bud to Chud, nineteen eighty nine VHS with various punctuation. If you're searching on YouTube, it's uh, period C H U D, you know C dot H dot, right. and it's the it's I I. People know how to spell Chud. And then Bud the Chud is uh, All right, so also please the nickname. Click the link and then hit pause. Let it uh, buffer. Let it pause. Oh wait, I gotta confirm my age. I should really prepare this in advance. If they were uh, with you in person, they wouldn't be asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who are they kidding? <laughs> the old coot. Oh, hang on, I gotta get my phone. Carl, uh, why don't you... Uh... Oh, yep, hanging on. Okay, I'll just say a word or two about our uh, our feature. Okay, this was released in 1989, filmed in 87. It was directed by David Irving, who is the sister of Amy Irving. That means he was, at one time, brother-in-law to Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, you know, the greatest director ever. So they're probably around Thanksgiving dinner, and Steven was like, so David, do any directing late, right? <laughs> like, ribbing him. How's that directing thing you're doing coming along? That hobby of yours? You're talking about the uh, director of this film? Yeah, he is the sister of Amy Irving, and they were married to Steven, you know, Spielberg, so... Oh, so he's... His he's, mother is... Wait a minute, he's Amy Irving's brother? Yeah, and the mother of Amy and David is well, the, like one of the first things you see in the film. Her name's Priscilla Pointer, huh. and she's the mo- their mom. Yeah, so I'm sure he's at Thanksgiving with, you know, he's a director next to Steven Spielberg. It's like... This is so interesting. Like well, you're a folk singer at, at Thanksgiving with, uh, D- with Bob Dylan. Oh, hi, big bro. <laughs> I, I should say because uh, I'm ready to go, but Return of the Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead had some troubles because it's a public domain movie. They didn't have a copyright, but they also two yeah. two groups own the rights to it. The, the and uh, one produced Return of the Living Dead, which was a 77 minute comedy horror comedy, and then the direct to DVD uh, sequels to Return of the Dead are these like gothic piercing. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, films. You know, let's start the films so Paul can get out of here. Okay. Yeah. For Paul, let's do it. Do so it, it. it seems like Chud was like a horror film that became a comedy. Paul, we're ready to do the countdown, sir. Yes, sir. I am ready for that countdown. All right. So we All got right. Paul Brombaugh from the Living on the Edge of Insanity <laughs> podcast. What's the Living on the, on the Edge? On the Edge. It's the Edge of Insanity. Yeah, I'm always living it. on the Edge. We just don't know what side of the Edge. Speaking of, there's Carl. What's up, Carl? What's up, man? Your humor is so edgy. I'm telling you, I cut myself all the time. (laughs) Here we go. Ready for that big countdown for Chud number two. Chud number two. All right. We're doing this. Get your finger hovering over that little triangle in three, two, one, go. All right. Oh, this material on this video cassette. Oh, yeah, this is straight to video, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sorry. They did intend to release it theatrically, but in the end... Yeah, Blockbuster called. They said, we don't have time. Put it on our shelves. Oh, here's a good quality. Vestron video. Yeah, they released it. This is the beginning and end of their involvement, this video. Well, you would go to a video store and you would see their logo on every box spine. Vestron. Oh, here it is again. They were the Vestron. Ooh, Vestron Pictures. Another what does it mean, product. a triangle and a circle? Is that a V for... I don't get it. Uh, lightning Pictures? Who the hell is that? Lightning Pictures. They uh, got struck by lightning. People at home, please watch the movie at the yeah. same time. Otherwise, gonna, you don't know what we're talking we're about. We're going to turn off the sound. We just want to sync it up. Chud 2, it says... Oh. Chud the Chud. Some Chud ate the uh, mm-hmm. credits. Starring Brian, I played Bud the Chud Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bill, I was in Bud the Chud too at, as well. Trish Leia, I, I played. That's Carrie, that's Carrie Fisher's sister. Really? Now, I don't know who this actor is. Uh-huh. I couldn't find out, but but you see him all the time. He I've is, seen him. Is he, is he British? I doubt it. Bianca Jagger's in this movie? Oh, that's at the a credits. way, and that's a credit because of the fame of her name. There's Frank Burns, Eats Worms. <laughs> that was the bad guy in Pee-wee Hermit, uh, Pee-wee, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, the, like, the, the, the convict. Oh, yeah. Now, this is some, we're about to see some great, great... That's June Lockhart from Lassie, by the way. We're about to see some great uh, acting right now. Okay. The famous Robert, Robert Vaughn. Vaughn. Now, watch. He has to pretend that he's all alone in the elevator. Watch how good he does it. Look at him. Yeah. Come to them. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best lift. It's from the lifty. Did you know this, this scene won the uh, lifty back in 89 for best elevator what? seed? That's it's so a British funny. award this, for uh, best elevator scenes. Yeah, the lifty. Oh my god, I gotta Google that. Let me write that down. <laughs> the lifty. The lifty. Okay, so and this is a one camera track of this. this right, guy. it's the beginning of a film, and so you're supposed to get vibe. And what we're getting is there's a hospital setting. A right. there's a guard on duty. This is a government thing, and it's all controlled. And Chud ain't going nowhere. <laughs> All right, produced by Jonathan D. Crane. This was written by um, the credit here. Uh, M. Kane Reeves. Yeah, Jeeves. Jeeves. It's, oh, you know what? That's it's a, it's a, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a W. C. Fields used synonyms yeah. when he wrote it. He it was Mahatma Kane. So that was yeah. my Kane Reeves. So that's a pseudonym, huh? That's right. Isn't Fuck that Alan Smithy. This guy went back. <laughs> And I didn't get it for a long time. Mahat McCain, right. Jeeves. You know, Are you I talking about get, the like, bank dick, right? That's the, the some, credit, running credit for the bank dick, the W.C. Fields movie. I, I, I think, yes. I, looked, I got the story as far as you took me, you know, yeah. that it was W.C. Fields and what Mahatma, like, what was the joke behind it? it was and like, it's an alias for his, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's uh, Robert Vaughn. 
making yeah. sure that he's in every video cassette at Blockbuster this year. <laughs> <laughs> the year I love him in Superman 2. Three, three. There's the mother of David Irving and Amy oh. Irving. Oh, they're playing big wigs in there. All right, Carl, hang on one yeah. sec. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep uh, check on the rabies outside. Okay. There's a lot of feral cats. So, so do I keep, keep, keep talking? Keep talking, yeah. I'll be right back. Okay, so what happens here in this scene is we the general, who's Robert Vaughn, is angry because he lost his funding and he can't make a race of super warriors out of Chud. <clears throat> and the this is like an official doctor, one of the people who put the kibosh on his fun. And it is the mother of... Amy Irving, who was famous in the 70s for two seconds, but she was so famous. All right, I'm back, Carl. Now, I, yeah. The, oh. Welcome. Welcome. I was listening to you, and I was only experienced half the, the experience of L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's yeah. 50, yeah. Yeah, so now so I'm that, glad you're back for it. Now, is this comedic? Like, this is all light tone? Is that uh, James Karen in there? No, not. No, it's not. Um, okay, so they heard that Chud has escaped, you see? Right. So they're all going down to check it out. And, of course, so, Robert Vaughn's leaving it, like, super silly. In Return of the Living Dead, 1977, psycho uh, zombie movie. Uh they uh, say that, oh, did you see that movie, Night of the Living Dead? That really happened. I, yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you great. I didn't hear, uh, I didn't see that movie. What were you saying? They So it, in the movie of Return of the Living Dead, they said, did you guys remember that movie, Night of the Living Dead? It really happened. And we have a zombie in it. It's like a military supply oh, place. Oh, that's cool. So James Karen works there, and he accidentally opens up a container and everyone gets zombified and becomes uh-huh. zombies. And at the end, they, uh, they drop a bomb on the city. The military. Wow. So it's a 77-minute movie. It has some great songs from 45 uh, Grave and The Cramps. Uh, and The Damned has a song, I think, in there. It's a good soundtrack. But well, I'll be damned. So this seems like a perfect sequel because this would say we, we nuked this situation in the first movie, yet one of the, one of the containers got opened here. Right. So this would have fit perfectly in the uh, Marvel Return of the Living Dead <laughs> yeah. cinematic universe, as well as the Marvel Bud the Chud 2 universe, cinematic universe. Okay, like my joke, we're going downhill. <laughs> yeah, right. Now we're, we're heading downhill. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Someone drew lightning on the cells. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> with a, probably with a, like a um, paper clip. Back yeah, right. 24. That's one second. So now we meet our protagonist, uh, Brian Robbins. Okay, his name's Steve Williams in the thing. Mr. Williams, I hope you're paying attention, you regular screw-up. Right? We're being yeah. set up. He goes on to be a great director. He did Norbit. He did Meet Dave. He did Varsity Blues. Wow, this this actor? Yeah. He, he never really is an actor again. He becomes a director. Oh, I got you. Well, he directed Meet Dave? Yeah, yeah. Wow, look that, at that him. That goofy kid, right? 
he's sorry. Here, here he is right now. They're they're doing a uh, they're a cup of frogging yeah. science class. You know, comedy is like dissecting a frog. <laughs> you get ah, to know the way. Are. Oh shit! The frog ran off. Kill it. Ah! You see. You get to know how the frog works, but the frog is dead. Oh! Whoa! Oh, but this guy, the frog jumps up and then catches on fire. Lab fire. Whoa. Throw some rock salt on it, you fucking boy scout. I, but I'm the smart one. I'm Kevin. I'm Galad. I'm Galad. You're goofus. Fuck you, boy <laughs> scout. Go back to Eagle Scouts, asshole. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But but they're best of friends. Oh, yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're being scolded and punished. They have to clean up and stuff because they did the fire. <laughs> so I can't think of a better way for you to spend attention than cleaning up my workshop. Well, that's... In there, which there's, there's a cadaver. <laughs> oh. I like how they go, uh, well, we won't call the police or the feds for starting a fire in a public school. Lab. No need to make a federal case out of this. Yeah, you just can clean just up. clean up my <laughs> lab. <laughs> Do we get a duster? No. Listen, <laughs> I hope you boys have learned your lesson. Don't actually clean up because uh, Teamsters set up the set and we can't touch anything, so keep it dusty. Uh-oh. Some okay, kinda... now they find the body that the the professor's going to show everybody, the teacher's going to show everybody tomorrow. Huh? Wait, they're going away from frogs to body? What kind of fucking school is this? Trump University. He's making a joke, trying to bring it back to life. Oh, like, no, oh. but oops, it rolled out of the uh, lab on a stretcher. Like this movie, it's a stretch. And Quick, we run after it. <laughs> So this this director was just the f- brother of uh, Amy Adams, who was married to Amy Steve's Irving. Amy, Amy Irving. Irving, excuse me, of course, Amy Irving. And he was probably around the fire. What he? Oh, uh, Spielberg's Jewish, right? Yeah, well, because so. I I looked at the the his list on IMDb of films he did, and it seemed like a lot right. of religious stuff. Oh. Like later on, it seemed like he did a couple of religious pieces. I guess when I found the the nugget of him being you know, in the Spielberg arena, like, my research was done. Yeah, I right. moved on. You know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. found your gem. Well, yeah, that's a good thing to know. Well, we lost the okay, cadaver. So, well, they quit, yeah. The thing is, how did, they didn't really lose it. Like, well, it's just, like, gonna crash somewhere, so go fucking get it! No, they <laughs> pretended like it disappeared, and now they're gonna go steal a corpse. Of course. Have you ever seen the original Chud? No. It's like a scary movie. Yeah. It's something like bums and people who live underground are zombies. And there's like um, a Home Alone burglar guy. Yeah, right. Home Alone burglar guy is... Uh... <laughs> so disrespectful. Well, the wet... I'm so glad I'm not at dinner with him. You're, right talking about the, you're talking about the wet bandit. The tall wet bandit, right? Yeah. Which wet bandit are you talking bandit? about? It? Yeah, right. Yeah. Not the we little wet bandit. The wet bandit. We're the wet bandits. Yeah. Not yeah. only will we steal from them, we'll fucking fuck their house up. <laughs> right? They deserve to get yeah, hit in the head. Grand, they got to pay. So I was so happy when that little boy threw like paint cans on their head because I was like, wet bandits, that's ridiculous. You deserve uh, yeah, the concussion. When he put the marbles, whee! 
Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> thing I would ever want to see in my life, let alone in a comedy. Yeah. It's that so would funny you brought that up because next open mic, I'm going to try a joke in which I'm mad at my wife because I, I asked her for a marble floor and I cracked my head. She just like poured a bunch of... A bunch of marbles on it. <laughs> no, it's, it's installed. Fling! Well, I stand corrected. You can't make fun of falling on marbles. That would be the worst they, thing in your life. No, that's not true. But <laughs> <laughs> it would be up there. You would still, you'd still be alive. All right, well, that's pretty morbid. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of morbid, they they have stolen a corpse, and they brought it home, and they're going to store it on ice here uh, you know, until tomorrow when they can take it to the school and put it back, and none will be the wiser. They, so they right? found the missing corpse, the cadaver, flying down the, uh, on a stretcher down a hill. No, no. They said, screw that. We'll go to a hospital and get our own fresh course. Oh, so that's so what we did. Oh, we were talking over them stealing a body. What, what kind of crime is that? Is that like a deticide or like... Uh... Well, it's certainly a felony for sure. I don't know... Well, we don't need to get the I... feds involved. <laughs> the, thing is, the, the thing isn't alive, so it isn't a kidnapping, you know. Well, okay, so his yeah. job is to distract the parents while he gets the cadaver which he doesn't know is Chud, in uh, Hidden. Oh, and then they just kicked the dog down the stairs, I guess. <laughs> well, the comedic point was the dog is giving him away. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> that is the most craven thing you could ever do is to steal a body. I mean, how craven is that? You can't bounce back from that. It would be like, hey, Carl, how would you get here? Oh, I uh, rode in the carpool lane. Well, how would you be able to ride in the carpool lane? Carl, it's just you. Au <laughs> contraire. I excubed three body cadavers. They're in my car. Oh, I got to crack a window. I'll be like, oh, you party prankster. I'll hang out. Let's go uh, Let's go walk around a park. <laughs> you know, like, I trust you. All right, so he's putting him in the bathroom. Yeah, the he's going to stash him in the bathroom. So absentmindedly, he throws him in the water. Splash! And you see the hair dryer there to the left? Yeah. Yeah, so when you take one plus one, or you put two and two together, right. you're going to have him drop the hair dryer in the water and an electricity will... Well, is this going to be electricity that we saw hand carved onto yeah. itself? I don't think so. Uh, that, I think that's the extent of our CGI. This is the, but, this is uh, Pix, this is Pixar's first job, first animated job this week. Right, here we go. He dropped. Why would wow! you even have it that close to it? What a lousy design. All right, it's that's alive. hard. If hey, it worked for Jason in the beginning of six, right? Mm-hmm. Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, the final, final, the new beginning. The final, the the final sequel has begun. <laughs> the penultimate sequel. No, <laughs> so here we have Garrett Granger, right. who is Chud, and he's doing his best. He really, he's doing his level best. Now, I listened to an interview with him, and I had to painstakingly listen to fifteen minutes until <laughs> Chud came up. Oh, it did come but up. He, yes, he considers it this to be one of his acting like a really good job like this was a big moment for him he has a big role here <laughs> this guy was in Police Academy 6 which one, was, the one oh, falling you and me uh, he was City Under Siege I know you love that series oh I Listen, know that you one. and me um, would tear about class reunions 
Oh, so he was in Class Reunion, which we have, Carl and I have done on our show. And you can find out yeah. more at L- Let's Watch a Full Watch Length Movie full on length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. Slash index. He was Bob Spinacker, which if it was closer to back then, I would remember. Of course, he was in Star Trek, you know. That's who I love. He was a oh, regular yes. in Dallas. And he was in Cannonball, another one of your favorite series. Oh, I do like the Cannonball. And I, I should mention another favorite of mine is the actual writer of this movie. His name is Ed Naha. And he wrote yeah. for, he wrote uh, newspaper articles in the 80s on movies. And he, is for me, I connected with him when Nash, uh, Heavy Metal Magazine had interviews with directors and like Pee Wee Herman and all this pop culture stuff in addition to their topless uh, uh, pornography. But they also had like Ed Naha interviewed the director of Radioactive Dreams. And he knew either these films are going to sink or become the next cult film. And it was, he wrote right. a lot of, I recognize him. I think he wrote from the New York Post. But, and he's done movie screenplays. I, I know he co wrote uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and all that stuff. So, right, yeah. yeah. So Honey, I Shrunk pedigree. the Kids and Ghoulies too. Oh, so he's a I natural have, at that. <laughs> I have Ten Commandments of in 2006. It's an animated so, movie. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And look, he was so smart to use the um, uh, W.C. Fields name. Right, on this. Instead of Alan so. Smithy, which would have marked the film. <laughs> yeah. Okay, by the way, sitting on the couch is um, the guy from the Bob Newhart show. Um, you know, that low-key guy. His name's Jack Riley. Oh. And he was Elliot Carlin in the 19th... I don't know. He's a big friend of uh, Bob Newhart. Oh, all right. Everyone who knows Bob Newhart is low-key. <laughs> That's right. Because you, know, you don't upstage me. You know, the friends of Bob Newhart are such fucking assholes, Carl, because you talk to them and they, they pretend they're on a phone call, right? Like you go up and say, <laughs> and he's like, oh, hang on, I'm on the phone. Yes, Mrs. Robowski. Yes, Mrs. Robowski. The test did come in. Mrs. Robowski. That was my uh, fuck you to the button down. Bossy Burgers driving. (laughs) Button down mine of Bob Newhart. Coca-Cola glasses. Yeah, I don't know if that was product placement. I think that's one of the kind of things Steven Spielberg would uh, like make a joke of him about. Hey, I noticed your product placement in your last film. I got about seven million from Coke. What about you? Oh, yeah. Oh, and 18 million from Pepsi. Pepsi and Back to the Future, man. Like Spielberg made made a good connection with that. Mm. And it probably lasts into future endeavors. Oh, yeah. All right. Ready Player One. Get some VR Pepsi. (laughs) Cash cow. (laughs) Well, there was... Oh, good. Well, they're just like finding out about how it escaped and, or, you know, who are these kids? They're going to begin the chase. You know, it's set up for act two. I got you. We're watching Robert Vaughn who just showed up for a day's worth of work. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, he does a good job in this. Like always, every time he, he he's the same guy, whether it's a major <laughs> motion picture or this. Right. He puts his heart into it and he does his whole routine. He was in Magnificent Seven. He was in Bullets. Yeah, he's great at Bullet. He was absolutely great at Bullet. I love that movie. Yeah, it was like a great action-adventure film, but by today's standards, it was very tame. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, they always try to emulate the, the chase scene, but they don't emulate the other stuff, which is him just being one step ahead of those guys. They're trying to want to get this witness, and he hides him in a better spot. And okay. just the confrontation. And, of course, you know, as a San, living in San Francisco, and we're, we're recording it here, uh, there's so many just stellar scenes of the city in here where they're at the Grace Cathedral Church, they're at the old Black Cat, which recently closed in North Beach. Uh, there's just all these great locations. And then the, the driving scene, which isn't really... You know, obviously they go shot in different locations to make one race, but it's all great. You know, there's there's the old yeah. Marcadero uh, freeway, which got destroyed in the 1989 earthquake. So uh, that was the, one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, mine too. So, I love that quake. Oh, the apartment. Well, we watched a movie here. Uh, it wasn't with you, Carl, but it was called uh, uh, the Telephone. And it was Whoopi Goldberg living in a apartment in the uh, in Mercadero Freeway apartment buildings, and uh, talking on the phone all night. And it was directed by Rip Torn. And you can find that mm-hmm. at, at our Blogspot uh, location. Well, we're watching. Uh, so Bud the Chug got a, shaved, and now he's playing with the toilet. <laughs> toilet humor. Okay, yeah. So he's escaped from the. Uh, okay. By the way, this you know the Bob Newhart guy. The other the woman, she's from Charles in Charge. Or she will go on to be. Oh, is she the, is she the mom in Charles from Charge? Yeah. Wait, which like family? That. The first family or the second family? I don't know. They change families. Well, which, I just I, every time I see Charles in Charge, it's just like laugh track, laugh track. Hey, I'll tell you what, a setup, set a punch, laugh track, laugh track. It just sucks. <laughs> oh, I don't watch it. Hey, it's Charles. Found himself here. Hey, it's Charles. Hey, Willie. Hey, Charles, uh, mind if I watch TV on the couch? That was a two-parter. Okay, so he sees a mirror. This is like Frankenstein. Well, he's getting, yes. He's having like an existential self-aware moment. Okay, and Garrett Granger's kicking ass, according to him. I Listen, it was a great interview, by the way, and it was very insightful, and uh, you like the guy when you listen to him. But... Um, I don't know. He just, he never, so he makes a defense of himself. He goes, look, I never became a movie star, but that's because there's two things you could do in Hollywood. You could become an actor or you become a movie star. And he talks about the differences and all the butt you have to kiss and whatever. Right. He didn't want to kiss that butt. Right. But if you look at his career, he, he's B level, D level. You know what I mean? It's, this is his only lead ever. Well, it's not really a lead, is it? The lead is uh, Bob Roberts, uh, Brian Robbins. But um, was he in a commercial or something? Uh, no, he was. Yes, he was in commercials, but he was in Police Academy Six. That was a big, you know. He was in Class Reunion. There was a time in which he could have popped. You know, right. he was a regular on Dallas. You know, you got to give that to him. He was in Cannonball, but everybody was. Do you think and then he was... he's got two serious Star Trek credits? So do you don't think he was like a comedian who also acted? No, he wasn't. He was an actor. If you listen to his interview, he was in Columbia and going for some master's degree. And then it got like shut down because of the 60s stuff. In all seriousness, it was closed for a semester. So he got cast in like, it was a Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma gave him a bunch of roles. That's right. That's right. Early. Well, he's in Phantom of the Paradise, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, he gets so, disfigured, I think. But yeah, early films like Hey Mom, all, all the uh, guerrilla theater, uh, guerrilla movies that Brandon Palma directed, I guess. So yeah, he was all a big part of that, and that, but it didn't launch him. It didn't launch him. He stayed. Uh, he did get into the big time. I mean, you know, being on Star Trek, being a regular on Dallas, and but, uh, yeah, and this scene alone, they're getting like <laughs> free burgers from this scene in the diner. The thing is, they left the chud alone to go out to dinner, you know? And the, the poodle's going to get bitten and turn into a zombie. Uh, a pud... Uh, no, hang on. A chum... Uh, a uh, a p dot o d. <laughs> 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 to be turned into a poodle. Predator. Wow. Outdoors. Uh, 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 out of the ordinary. Dog. Not a, a pud puddle. Instead of a puddle, a puddle. I will eat you. The mother and the father never bump into Chud. That's like the comedic, you know, it's like Three's Company or something. So Charles, look at this overflown. So is Chud like a metaphor for their uh, for the secrets of their family, and they just never acknowledge it? No. Oh. That this is not deep. Uh oh! So is, is the dog going to become a p o o d l e a predator mm-hmm. yep. outdoor out of the ordinary <laughs> L- dog? L- like let's in, watch. Likely evil. He's going to be a p u h d l w a s l m o. A puddle. Okay, so now we're seeing more comedy. But this is more of a comedy about, like, Frankenstein, right? He's a monster. It's a monster Well, he's a zombie, and if he bites you, you become a zombie. Okay, look, we're back at this scene again, right? But we just left for about 15, 20 minutes. It's not believable that they're still there. This is uh, uh, Durek. Durek, what is it, the, the World War II movie that came out last year. Oh, Dunkirk? Dunkirk, Dunkirk yeah, because yeah. there was some time manipulation in that, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But they're not, they they do not mean for time manipulation. <laughs> it's just horrible, horrible, horrible editing. Well, listen, they, they know how to block this shit. They got an A story, a B story, and it, you know, it, it comes to a head. They just tell it its own way. So what if the B story takes place in one conversation for seven minutes while everything else takes place in six hours? That sounds like justification of Ed Wood when, like, he the guy bonked the door and they said, "Don't you want to take that again?" He goes, ah, there's something good happened to him. The challenges he'd have every day. Yeah, yeah. Keep so it. He bonked the door. Hey, that's Carrie Fisher's uh, sister, and if she was here, she would not appreciate me saying that. I'm sure. Well, hey, let's take a listen to Carrie Fisher's sister. Okay. Bask in the glory of instant fame and fortune. That's her laughing. Oh no! Now we're getting to some Bud the Chud party music. Well, yeah, he's he's loose now. He's a loose cannon. He's just walking in the streets, gonna get me make, make people away. into chuds by biting them. So they they shouldn't have gone out for a burger when they had a zombie <laughs> locked in the basement. They're so stupid. Well, let's go back to Chern- our jobs at Chernobyl. Hang on a sec. I just ordered another round of beer. <laughs> All right. Who ordered the chimichanga? Oh, well, Chernobyl can wait. (laughs) 
Oops. So I was looking up the cast, right? Yeah. And it was Trisha Lee Fisher. Trisha Lee Fisher. And then it said, parents, Eddie Fisher, Connie Stevens. And I said, wait a minute. That sounds really familiar. Why? Eddie Fisher and Connie Stevens. And then I looked up and it was like a singer and an actress. I was like, oh yeah, Carrie Fisher. And I said, wait a minute, Trisha Lee Fisher. And then I just clicked around. Sister, Carrie Lee Fisher. Carrie Fisher. She was in four movies that are of note. And they were all, I don't know. She's not Carrie. Oh, here's some aerobics. Can't have a movie from the 80s without the aerobics video. Right, you can't. You, that's right. And with the person all decked out in their workout clothes. Right, because that's what you do at home is you deck yourself out like you're going out to the gym. Right. So Chud is peeping Tom, and she's like, um, I don't know, she has her attitude. She's like insulting the lady who's leading She's like, fucking, I'm going to have a cigarette. <laughs> oh, so Chud is aerobicizing along with her while he creeps her in the window. Yeah. Oh, well, that's kind of good. Chud is creeping her in the window. That's mm, a little what was that? creep workout. Find a girl, do it aerobics, and stand by her window and copy her. Yeah. Now, Bud looks very normal, and then you see his teeth, and she gets freaked out. So the thing is, it's like... The before picture of crystal meth, you know? <laughs> and then he opens his mouth and it's like, ah! That's his mugshot for three years from now. <laughs> duh, duh. She was a beautiful girl. She was the queen of the football cheering squad. Until meth. Until one day meth. Duh, duh, duh. Took their dreams away. So she's calling her pussy. She notices the feet, and we get a sex vibe. Like, my, what big feet you have. And she goes, are you heterosexual? Oh, God. What big bum you have. So there's the before picture, before crystal meth. Are you heterosexual? (laughs) Do you have a job? Well, what's your name? And here's the after. Bud. (laughs) His breath must sting, too. Ah, you haven't been to the dentist, and that's Terry, that's Carrie uh, Carrie Fisher's sister. No, oh, that's aerobics girl six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she becomes a chud, and you'll see her all the way to the end, just as an extra. She'll an be extra like the chud, chud background uh, extras featured player. Mm-hmm. There's Carrie Fisher's sister, and she would hate it if we were if she was here. Now she's a chud. Uh, if Carrie Fisher's sister is listening, we would love to have you on the show and hear what uh, stories about B- Chud too, Bud the Chud. Yes, absolutely. So not only was like the Wet Bandit and Bruno Kirby and all those guys <laughs> were there was a lot of New York actors involved in the original Chud movie, and it's a scary film, and it was a political film about New York City and how. Uh, this class war that was raging was affecting in the whole city and how it was a metaphor of people living on, in the underground like that. And you know what? People live underground. It's really, you know, it's scary but yeah, true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, and so it's a, it's a real, it's grounded in a, a very real reality and especially the anxieties of the city in the 80s, New York City in the 80s, but not necessarily Bud 2, the Chud 2, the Bud the Chud. 
No, this and, was a, this was a comedy. And the title just delivers it. It's like if you're looking for more gritty, you know, horror. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> Bud the Chud. His name rhymes with Chud. He's if the, you're looking for more horror. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> now, what he did was he turned a Wall Street guy into a chud or something like that, and he got his nice jacket. Now, Bud looks good. Oh, There's yeah, Terry scum. sister. Hey, uh, she doesn't appreciate it if you... Uh... Her name's Trisha Lee, and she was in Stick, Pretty Smart, No Ordinary Family, Hostile Intentions. Huh. I think I've seen No Ordinary Family. Wait, was that the movie about? Was that the movie about an ordinary family? Um, no, no, no. no, no I'm thinking no. of a different film. Oh, yeah. you talk about no ordinary family. I was oh, thinking, this was no ordinary family. <laughs> were they in ordinary? Twenty twenty ten. They were extraordinary. No. Extraordinary. Okay, now mailman's going to become a chud because of the poodle. Oh the yeah. P P U. P-U-G-L-W-A-T. It's folks singing Spiegelman. What was the alphabet? Alphabet Spiegelman. Go to our Fishburgers channel and watch Carl and I 25 years ago doing our public access show in New Jersey. Fishburger Street. It wasn't 25 years ago. I just say that anyway. Listen, if I'm still alive when this recording hits 25, then I'll say, yep, I was right. Bingo! Yeah, he was. It was true when he said it. Her shirt said Captain E, the little girl. Was that like Captain Planet or Captain EO? And they just cut a letter out. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't see any product placement. What does it say? Hot flakes. <laughs> there was Coke, but they're eating hot flake cereal. Now I, here comes Trisha Lee Fisher, not Carrie. And by the way, this guy, uh, he's just a nobody, Bill Calvert. He was in Spider-Man, like, as a fireman. Oh, really? And he was, really? like, on night court. And that's it. Wow. And yet here he is, co-starring with Police Academy 6 and uh, yeah. Class Reunion. And Bob Newhart. Yeah, Bob Newhart. And wow, you look so much like your sister, Carrie, who was in the Star Wars franchise. No. Can you autograph Imagine this book that for me? Yeah, that they or they're like, can you sign this copy of Postcards from the Edge? I really loved it, especially all that shit you wrote about your sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the sister. Oh man, so you must know what I'm talking about, right? Right in this book, right? Right? Did you see the movie <laughs> with Meryl Streep? Right. Now, inexplicably, the highest decorated guy is coming over like on a, you know, somebody you'd send an agent. We want to speak to your kids because they stole government property. And he goes, well, he's not here right now. And he's like, we'll be back. It's ridiculous. That's Robert Vaughn. Now, I have watched this twice and I still haven't seen it. I just want to let you know about this interesting thing. Um, the guy who played um, Freddy Krueger is in this. Robert There's England. a scene towards... Yes, yes, Robert Englund. Man, he is man in trench coat walking with trick-or-treaters. And it's an uncredited cameo. 
This guy was Nightmare on Elm Street. So, like, there's a story there, and I couldn't find it on the Internet. What would he do? I mean, was it really a coincidence or something weird? Nightmare, well, he was in V and Nightmare on Elm Street. And so in 1989, you know, he's, he was famous. He was in Fort Fairling in, in 90, I think. It, this is um, filmed in 87, and he was absolutely a famous person. But right, there's absolutely. no credit. Yeah, it's weird. So anyway, help me try to find him when, when the trick-or-treater scene comes, because I've watched it twice looking for him. See, I thought that was a more interesting thing, that you watched this twice. <laughs> oh, he's going to go into a movie house as well. We're going to watch him Just watch like a movie. Lee Harvey Oswald. Just like the Gremlins. Right. Yeah, they went to see. Uh, oh, just like in 1941 when the general went to see uh, Dumbo. Carl, just like Final Destination 3D when the audience goes see a horror 3D movie and get killed in the process. Pop the, eats itself. Pop will eat itself. So oh. here they're just sort of driving around town looking for him. It's like, don't you have like a squadron of men? Where are they? Are they in a fancy mall in the 80s? Yeah. Wow, yeah. it's fancy. Mall. This place is closed by now. The mall is for all. And Japan owned it. Japanese investors owned it. You know, we're going back to the 80s time. This is one take. The camera is fine. Steven Spielberg's brother-in-law is doing this in all in one take. See, this, uh, I, I forgot we were talking or something. Yeah. He's fallen in love with Katie, who is Carrie, Carrie Fisher's sister. That, please don't and, call no. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Trisha Lee Fisher. And, um, oh, he's gonna, he's hungry, so he's gonna. Uh, he's gonna eat some fish, you know what I'm saying, guys? Like a now, bear. Now, here's our aerobics lady as a chud. They don't really move chud-like. And also, what's a chud doing in the middle of the, the day and in Los Angeles? I don't think we're in L.A., right? We're in a small town. Yeah, but oh, that's... here's right. Rich Hall. Holy shit. The comedian. Yeah. People would rather go out to the mall now and pay $14, $15 for one of those moose-up styled hair jobs and to come downtown. And people were afraid to come downtown. I remember when folks used to sleep with their doors unlocked around here. Remember that? This is funny. Listen. Yeah, yeah. Folks could leave their keys in the car, sometimes with the engine running. <laughs> now, check out this joke. Oh, he's a zombie ch- uh, barber? Yeah. But check out this joke. Yeah. You know, I can remember when my dad, he used to take all of our valuable possessions and he put them out in the street every night before he went to sleep. <laughs> they there the next morning. <laughs> it was a different time. He left the doors unlocked. We My dad, you take all of our valuables. Oh no, the zombie Chud uh, Barber's going to chop his head off. This is all we see of Rich Hall. Uh, yeah, he's going to kill him. He's gonna, blood's going to squirt. Oh, little splash is all it takes as the side Nick gets splattered by blood. That was strawberry syrup. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we just watched the Rich Hall segment. So if you were on an HBO subscriber in 1989, boy, not only do you have not necessarily the news to keep you occupied with, with Rich Hall Sniglets, but you got him showing up in the movie they show every two hours. 
creepy cameo. Okay, so they see a chud and they don't realize, and he goes, that is the ugliest bobber I have ever seen. <laughs> Robert Vaughn was so like, he's, that's the character you would always do. Do you remember him in Superman 3? Yeah, oh, absolutely. He, he so, was, yeah. Richard Pryor, right, Richard Pryor's like, I think we need to renegotiate our deal. Like, I'm not making enough money here as we look at the thing. And, and, and Robert Vaughn, who's playing the wickedest character ever, stealing and robbing, is like, if there's one thing I hate, it's greed. <laughs> like, shaming Richard Pryor for being greedy. Well, I mean, if it wasn't for his greed, there'd be no Superman 3, now would there? Now, we have Chuds at Bossy Burger. Uh, what Chud Burger? Well, wait, I wish I could pause it. It's the sign of burger listings. It's like humorous. There's tons of them. Yeah. Oh, they wanted Bobby Burger because they read his name tag? Right. They yeah. said Bobby. They're going to eat a Bobby Burger, right? Yeah, the zombies deliver the best lines. I love their cadence. They're like something You brains. see them all fighting. And, you're right. I mean, it's uh, it's all about timing. Well, you know, it's Return of the Living Dead, not to get back to it, was the zombie movie that said that zombies must eat brains. And they had the best lines. You know, they had one guy kills, uh, zombies eat a cop, and then a zombie goes to the cop uh, uh, CB uh, in the car, and the inner guy, and it says, send more brains. It's <laughs> <laughs> more cops, I think. But, uh, if you really love me, you let me eat your brains. I mean, that's the, the oh, best movie. Oh, and I saw it. I, I remember that. He, it's the boyfriend talking to the girlfriend. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. And they're punk rockers. I guess rockers. I have seen it. Yeah, they're punk yeah. rockers, and they're like at a cemetery acting like punk rockers, and then they're like, is this all there is? Now, what's going to happen here is one of those things in which the explosion is way too big for what got blown up or what was used. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like somebody throws a grenade at like a car and then it's this explosion as big as if a gas station was on fire, like a chemical plant. You'll see what I mean. Look at this stupid hat. We'll, we'll count the second, the shots. Is it like multi-shot? Um, that's a good point. I don't know. We'll have to check it out because they would do something like that to soak it even further. Well, we like Robert Vaughn. This, in this guy. Movie. We, what's that? I'm sorry, I interrupted. Oh no, I said we like Robert Vaughn. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, that guy there. Yeah. Um, Glasses. Yeah, he's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Constantine, Twilight Zone, the movie. Wow. I'll talk about him after the explosion. Yeah, we're getting they close to the explosion. see all the chuds in there. He shot open the trunk. I love when people do that to my... I hate when people do that to my car, Carl. That's rude. Just ask me. I'll unlock it. All right, so chuds are throwing people out of Bobby Burger. Right. And watch the explosion. All right, Rubber Von shoots two. <laughs> Three. Troublemaker Studios. Robert Rodriguez film. And you see how they threw the fake debris on him? <laughs> oh, and then they... they boom. Uh, boom. That's the last to fall down, is the uh, ornate cow, the cow head. head. Hi, I'm Robert Vaughn. I just did a stupid-ass thing. Send reinforcements. <laughs> Gonna this, clean it up. This is Robert okay, Vaughn. Okay, so this guy... Do you remember the Twilight Zone 
and there was the creature on the wing, and John Lithgow yeah. was freaking out. Sure. Apparently, the guy here, he had an unforgettable appearance opposite him. Um, and it's a Steven Spielberg movie, that Twilight Zone. Uh, and also, in t- 2005, with Keanu Reeves, he did Constantine. He was a vermin like? man. Oh, well, I have, to, I have to see that. I keep forgetting that movie exists, that John Constantine has a live-action version. Right. People keep reminding you, shut up already, that movie sucks. <laughs> is that the one with the never never the namakanon the like devil bible well uh swamp thing had this like private eye supernatural smirking guy named john Cass, uh whatever constantine uh-huh and that's the movie is based on that character right right i was mixing it up with the johnny depp film no i think johnny depp well, anyway Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So who is Keanu... Okay, Keanu Reeves had a Constantine, and it was also a... It was a different film. It was like it involved a love affair, and it was bad, and it... And, okay, never mind. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Bill and Ted's sordid love affair. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was revolutionary <laughs> for its time because it broke down homosexual bar- you know, b- boundaries. Right, and you know it was banned in San Dimas, California. They would not say this does not in represent Walnut the Creek. values of our town. Yeah, in Walnut Creek. <laughs> they had to shoot the movie in Santa Rosa. It was tough. Now the farmer just came in and he goes, "What in the wild world is Martin going on here?" Oh, right on. <laughs> I don't think we have wild world of sports anymore. Ba 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 Oh, that's my ringtone. Hang on a sec. Hello? Oh, it's the 80s calling. <laughs> what? A skier fell down? There was a recent article, I haven't read it, where they talked to the guy who was in the footage of him tripping, uh, skiing. Uh-huh. And he said that happened to him once, but they showed that footage in the intro for ABC Wide World of Sports, like, you know, ad nauseum. And then he committed suicide? He never skied again. I don't know. I haven't read it. He started like See, skiing during the like, spring. Um, that, well, who is um, you know the ones who were accused of lift thinking? Like, there's all these oh, stories about guys who commit suicide. Yeah, and then there's Charles Rocket said the f word and he was like embarrassed mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all these stories. Like, I wonder if that's one of them. Oh, by the way, Chud's like sort of feel pain like humans or something. Like he just got knocked out, and when he goes in a pool, he'll hold his breath. There's all sorts of stuff like that. I don't think that's Chud Cannon. I think the original Chuds there are invincible or something. That's not the best place to use a flamethrower. Seriously, in a wooden barn of hay. Where's the stunt coordinator? How come that was cool? Like, why did they, why were they safe? Okay, so now we have another. If that's what happens throughout the whole film, just everyone becomes chuds, and they follow Bud the so, Chud around. So they all become in the background. So by the end of the movie, they're like all like surrounding Bud. By the way, you keep seeing them do this. What's happening here is... They're freezing. They're, um, yeah, Chud's they're the freezing cool. them. Chud it's, it's like a, a cryogenic foam that they experience they expressly developed for the, you know, to 
put the kibosh on chuds. And in the end, it ha- it ha- ties in with the ending. So you know it's weird that guy they just uh, cybernetically froze. He was Han Solo's brother. So it's a lot of things going on in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. Carrie Fisher's sister uh, and Trisha Lee Fisher said, "I love you," and he said, "I know." He says, uh, "Say hi to Carrie." <laughs> I, uh, I'm not Carrie. So this David Irving, who directed this, he he edited it three ways. He made one that was for just comedy, one that was for just horror and one that was for just TV. At least that's what he said to this uh, Cinestastic magazine back in the day. So I guess we're seeing the comedy one. Yeah, although there's a lot of TV aspects. They do sit around a couch watching TV at one point. <laughs> it was explicitly cut for television. Like the lifties. I mean, yes, one we cut for elevators. <laughs> well, God damn it. Look at my mantelpiece. Look at my mantle. You see that lifty there? The people gave me that lifty for my lift scene. You know scene. who you're talking to. 1989's winner of the I lifty would, award yeah, for best cinematic right. scene. My career was elevated that day. Best movie cinematic, uh, dramatic and or horror or comedy. Horror and or comedy category. The master. If you need a lift somewhere, come see me. <laughs> My brother Adam, who uh, was our guest host yesterday and uh, has proudlyresents.com for his podcast, he would, every time we go to an elevator where there was a guy doing the elevator, he would say, how's the elevator business? Up and down? <laughs> every time you see the elevator, it says Otis. Is that really who you want servicing the lift? Otis, you know, like, Otis. what seems to be the problem? <laughs> oh, well, I, I imagine the creator of, of the escalator and the elevator, Otis, is like, hello. Yeah. I am so rich right now. Like, I mean, he'd be so <laughs> old money. Yeah, after, after. But when he first started out, well, they just push them buttons. Them <laughs> buttons is what operates that elevator. Yes, Otis. Yes, we push we the buttons. Are you taking the elevator or are you the elevator girl? Otis on the elevator girl. Well, then I would like to go to floor one and a half, a.k.a. the mezzanine, please. <laughs> Just press that. I know, Otis. Press the M. <laughs> That's why I specifically designed it. So you could just guess that M stands for mezzanine. <laughs> it's so simple. M is mezzanine, L is lobby, and there's no 13th floor. I'm a simple genius. <laughs> It's so simple, an idiot could do it. Now, please, uh, elevator operator, if you would. <laughs> okay, so Bud puts his head back on. Oh, okay. We're going to watch that right now? Yeah, there you go. So, I got my head in. Oof. Good camera see, shot there. This is the first time you ever see, like, his little uh, entourage, his mob. Yeah. What's happening now is he's... They're, as he makes more, they follow him. We should see the aerobics lady, and you know each one he got. But we don't see the aerobics lady. All, all I see is a guy wearing a white guy wearing a red baseball cap. I don't know what it says on it, but I could probably guess. He was the well. I, I okay, here's all Frank right. Burns. He's oh yeah, drunk, hey Larry Lindsay. Um, <laughs> he's he's um he does autopsy. He's drunk autopsy. He's he's drunk Quincy. Hey, man, find a guy. 
Medical. Oh, look, he's drinking straight from the bottle and smoking. He's making a recording. And the director is like just doing 360 degree angle shots. Hey, Larry, just riff, okay? Who did, who got, who did Larry uh, Linsville get replaced by? I'm going into the chest. Uh, oh, yeah. Wait, did he? No, he didn't. He was there till the end, wasn't he? He was uh, Burns, Larry Burns. Frank. Frank Burns. But wasn't he there till the end of the finale? What, did he replace somebody else? No, he was always there. No, he wasn't even in the original movie. I mean, the his character. Well, there was one actor who played both roles in the movie and TV show. Unless there was like bit players, I don't know. It's uh, Radar. Radar was in uh, played Radar in Mash. And and also Hot Lips, right? Am I wrong? No, Hot Lips was Sally Kellerman in the movie, and Loretta right, okay, Swift okay. in the TV series. All right. So look, here's a funny joke. Uh, a zombie doctor and a zombie postman walk into a bar, and yeah. the bartender says, "What'll it be?" And they'll say, "Brains." <laughs> and then they'll say, "Well, the bartender says, well, wait a minute. I need a second opinion." And the doctor says, "Brains." Because so doctor. now they've been apprehended, and this is a pointless, worthless scene. They're in a They're weird basically cave. getting chewed out. By who, Robert Vaughn? I can't see shit. Yeah, yeah, Robert Vaughn, and then he'll leave, and this gra- um, uh, Graves will be behind, and he'll just complain at him. Tell me something about his psychology. I don't know. It sucks. Look, his credit, he's like, best known as one of the highly acclaimed children, children's television workshop mathematics show Square One on PBS. I never fucking heard of Square One. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Fuck them. Listen, I stayed back three generations. I was a, <laughs> I was a seventies kid, eighties kid, nineties kids, all kids. We didn't have no square fucking one. I went to the school of hard knocks, son. When we I knocked sand. up your mom. Up, <laughs> <laughs> well, tree ate him. Shrubbery ate him. We that was to, the poodle again. We used to watch Channel One. And with Anderson Cooper at school, we liked it. Yeah. Now, you see that the Chud pack is growing. Oh, yeah, and they're walking through a park. This is another beef of mine, Carl. Any movie, since silent movies. That might be him. They always shoot. That's him. Yeah. It's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, dude. Oh, there he is. That's Robert England just walking through. You're right. I'm sorry about that. All right, I'm sorry I cut you off, but just that was his oh, moment. No. Oh was, no, you're absolutely right to cut me off because we were waiting for that. That was so that was the superstar horror movie guy walking through this, the set of Bud the Chud. Right, and looking over his shoulder like, like he meant it. Right. Now Bud is inspecting the troops here. Is what he's doing. Silent movies were all basically shot in parks. Like there's just you know someone gets into a fight or someone steals someone's girl. And then uh, a lot of movies, I always think of, like, the way movies were when they just shoot it in a fucking park. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, the Chuds meet in a park. Why? Because it's probably cheap to get a permit and shoot there if they even get a permit. Right. Yeah. If you even get a permit, right. I like how Rich Hall uh, shows up. And there's two more people who are just going to show up. 
Oh, so uh, Rich Hall shows up again is not just a one and done type of deal. Nope. He no, he's gone. That's what I like. Like he's there. Get he was killed, you know. Oh yeah. He 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 was there getting his haircut and he did a little funny routine and we mo- we're moving on. We're gonna meet uh, two other surprises. <clears throat> okay, so oh. he's gonna eat this little kid. Oh, good. And he goes. Then he sees that there's a Halloween dance and there'll be a lot of people there. Goes so he goes small fry and, and lets the kid fry. live. And the kid goes bitch in costume. <laughs> that kid <laughs> well, turned on. Let's see if we hear it. That kid grew up to be M. Kane Reeves. <laughs> McCain Reeves, my Kane Reeves. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. McCain Jeeves. Jeeves, yeah. Ask Jeeves. Can you ask a, uh, so, a but it's question? Mahatma, right? It's Mahatma. So it's my hat and my cane. Right, Mahatma. I mean, yeah, it's, it's spelled out there, cane. Okay, there's a picture of Trisha. He's in love with Trisha. She'll be at the Halloween dance. But he's like, let's go eat everybody at the Halloween dance. There's Robert Vaughn sneaking around. Robert Vaughn. I just love how he's in this movie. Yeah. Okay, here we have we have Mr. Roper and we have the mother on Lassie and Lost in Space. No shit, and that's Norman Fell right there? Yeah, that's right. Take all you want. All right here. All you scary no. demons and ghoulies. Yeah, help yourself. Have some candies. Lovely candy. Oh, you do a pretty good, uh, oh, Mr. Rubber, don't you? No. You're depressing, Helen. That's why I'm always depressed. <laughs> so they're eating the bird instead of the candy. Oh, now they're approaching uh, Lassie Mom and Norman Fell. Right. And it's Oscar worthy. They're like, we're scared. Oh, yeah. I thought they got, I thought they got that Oscar stolen from them that year. Now, I guarantee those were stuntmen that just flipped over. Not Seriously. children? Yeah. N- no, not. Costume Ken Lockhart at age 70-something. <laughs> well, you think she's old in that movie. You should see the dogs try to rescue her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Lassie, I've fallen. Get help. <laughs> piss. No, don't forget. Don't piss on the floor, you old dog. <laughs> oh, no, no, get help, damn it. <laughs> Stop licking my face. Oh, I missed also, last E3. You know, I when she... from... Yeah. Guys. I was gonna say when she worked on Lassie, uh, and right. the dog would cause trouble, she would look at the dog and right the dog actor right in the eyes and goes, "The last Lassie was better." <laughs> she would put a little a nip of vodka <laughs> in the water. Right. the The well was like filled with vodka. That's the reason why every episode took place there. The dog was already down there. Do you remember had Mr. Problem. Roper was in Graduate? Uh, the Graduate with uh. Yeah, was he? He, he was, was in suspicious Bullet. Resident. Yeah, he was in Bullet. Oh, he wow. was like a suspicious resident. Eight. Okay, they're they're chuds now. Okay. So they join us, and we see them every now and again. They Hugh just, Lockhart yeah. has she no respect for herself? I think it's cute that they just show up in the background. Yeah. 
I mean, don't forget the 80s was all about irony and about, hey, look, there's, uh, I think Spy Magazine called it, look, there's Mickey Dolenz doing a commercial for a science show. It really uh-huh. helped, you know, it's just ironic that they're being used that way. So, you know, it was of the time. She was the star of Petticoat Junction, I found out. I didn't even know that. You, oh, wait, I don't, you mean the show Petticoat Junction? Right. That's yeah. how it's pronounced, Carl. <laughs> right. I don't say it right. Okay, so they're going to oh. the school? To, to yeah, they're out? going to the dance. Oh, right, the, the famous high school Halloween dance. Right. Because all high schools have the budget. Under the sea. Right. I used to budget dances, and I said, you know, we got to have one for Halloween. we got to have a Thanksgiving dance. we got to have an Arbor oh, Day dance. Oh, this is adding up. Prom. Okay, now Chud is stealing Carrie Fisher's sister. She has a crush. Everyone's like, you idiot, that's not Carrie. That's not Carrie, you idiot. It looks like her younger. Now what? She's like, let me run out the door, and then Bud is, ah! <laughs> goes, never mind, or not. <laughs> Can you think of other famous uh, sibling actors who are that one of the actors is not really that known? Like I know that uh, uh, Bill Murray has Brian Doyle Murray, yeah. but they also have another brother who was in uh, movie Violations and right. Bobcat Goldwyn's right. movie. Uh, and then there's right. also, um, there's another uh, Cusack, I think Ann Cusack. Oh, I didn't know that. And there's also I, mean, course, uh, I was going to say the Owen brothers has Andrew uh, Wilson. There's Owen, Luke, and Andrew. Uh-huh. Does Eric uh, Rhodes count? Isn't it uh, Julia Roberts, Eric Roberts count? Yeah, I would say they count. They were brother-sister, and they, uh, she showed up as in one of his movies early on. No, but the thing is, he was early on in Hollywood movies. So, oh, yeah. His, so his, maybe maybe he doesn't count. Like, Well, his, his daughter is an actress, too. She was in Nancy uh-huh. Drew. Uh-huh. She was Nancy Drew. Um, I, Nancy drew an X-rated picture. Nancy drew was like, the Hardy Boys can't have all the fame. I can. <laughs> girls have brains too, you know. Well, it takes oh yeah. Two so boys. why were you the afterthought? Look, it took two boys to solve the mystery of the windmill. Well, it only took one girl to solve the mystery of the windmill. Right. It was moving because the wind blew the thing. It was that's the function of it. It wasn't really a mystery. She Nancy drew the conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a joke of just Nancy drawing a blank. <laughs> <laughs> now, Larry Linville, our doctor, uh, Frank, Major Frank Burns, he was also in OC and Stiggs. That's why I love him. Yeah, oh, um, he shows up in a lot of great things. Him and David Allen Steers, too, uh, used to show up in a lot of stuff. I found this gem that he was in I didn't know. Apparently, you know, the Ramones Rock and Roll High School? Sure. There was there was a pretend sequel in 1991 with Corey Feldman. It was called Rock and Roll High School Forever, and Frank Burns was like the principal. That's pretty cool. I heard about that movie. The thing is, the Ramones never heard of it, unless they got a couple bucks. He yeah. was Dr. Bob and Earth Girls Are Easy, but I couldn't find a clip on oh, right. YouTube of them. God, I love that movie. Uh, and it has Charles Rockin' in it, so we're going around in circles. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of going around in circles, all the chuds are uh, walking around Halloween. And, <laughs> Speaking uh, of going around in circles. You know, it's so funny. Like, how 
this movie takes place in how long of a time span? Two weeks? Because it just crawled to a halt on Halloween night. I guess, I guess much quicker than that, right? They lose the cadaver, right. get him that night, yeah. take him to the house for an overnight stay, which gets fucked up, okay. and he starts wandering. So it's been, this is like day... Three? Uh, yeah. So this I is think, like a yeah. party week, Halloween weekend. <laughs> remember that? Well, no, we were young. We used to remember that weekend. You got <laughs> zombies. Oh, by the way, this uh, guy, I keep telling you he's like Bob Newhart, but he was also Stu Pickles on Rugrat. Oh, God. It's actually, I like your Rugrats impression. <laughs> Stu Pickles, that was one of the kids, right? Or the father? That was the father. Right. Stu Pickles. And the mother was, gosh, what was, she had a funny Pickles thing. Listen, too. the more Jewish cartoon characters there are in the world, the, the better kids growing up will feel. Jewish kids growing up will feel, right? I mean, I love the fact Agreed. they're Jewish. I wish they were around when I was a kid. We had a guess. What about? Like Flintstones. Flintstones were Jewish, weren't they? Stone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, Rubble. Rubble is obviously an Yeah, Rubble is obviously name. Jewish. Scooby Doo Wits. <laughs> Scooby Doo of. Okay, so the, the the high school teacher in the very first uh, scene, he's a chud. Huh, I knew he was he, up to no good. Now, what happens here is through this guy, they find out how to kill him. You zap him with that cr- uh, chrono freeze stuff, and then you put an electrical charge through him. If you do those two things, the chud blows up. So oh, and of course it got animated. So you got animated. You see the scratches? Yeah, the scratches of electricity hitting him. So here we learn electricity doesn't do it. You can electrify a chud and he's fine. It's when you put the two together, they explode. Now, oh, they're at the dance. They're at the dance. No, yes. we don't have the sound up right now, and I, I'm a little too lazy to go search. But I'll, I'll do the music for you. Do do doing the chud <laughs> dance. <laughs> You're right. There. You're right. There's a band on stage. Ah, it's burnt because it's on fire. It melts it all the way through his head. <laughs> that's not how <laughs> it works. Stupidest scene ever. I, I tell you, that's not how you kill a man. That's right. Yeah. What is he, So they're 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 fighting in the school, right? While this dance yeah. is going on in the lab. Oh, were and they the dancing in the lab? Out of his head. I was twerking at the lab late one night. <laughs> one night. Remember that at the movie? Lab. That... That's what. You, yeah. <laughs> Remember that movie in which that guy who wrote it was in it. Oh, yes, we did a movie called It's a Bikini World, which is available <laughs> oh, on our website. Yeah. And Boris uh, Pickett, the guy who did the Monster Mash, is this <laughs> fucking shirtless white guy who's like just a beach bum. And <laughs> it's really not what you thought, because I thought it was some ad guy who knew like Chelsea, uh, who just knew He's like... He's going to blow up. Yeah, here we go. Oop, lasers on his crotch, on his body, and on his head. Okay, so they now learned how you kill a chud. You freeze them and you run electricity through them. And then you shoot. I was working in the lab one night. <laughs> I was twerking in the lab. Twerking. <laughs> when I got cryogenically frozen and 
By solar light. By three beams of light. There was one on my head, one on my chest, one on my pulse, but that seemed gratuitous. (laughs) He did the chud. (laughs) He did the monster chud, which is redundant. Because chuds are monsters. The monster redundant monster chud. (laughs) The redundant monster chud. It was a redundant smile. It was a sequel that had nothing to do with the original. Uh, so now you can see they have all the cryogenic freeze crap, and they're bringing it to the school pool. Oh, cool! Yeah, God, this school is just bleeding money. They were like hiring rock bands for their October dance. Who the fuck knows anybody <laughs> at school in, in October? The school just started. <laughs> That's right. And then they got a swimming pool all set up. Well, this is isn't now, this like uh, this isn't high school, right? Because they have cadavers. This in is. It is high school. You're, no, it's your tax, tax dollars at work. They stole the okay. corpse that they were going to use in public high school science lab. The cadaver. Yeah, it was... Right, they were going to show... He was going to show a cadaver in the morning. I That's the story! I mean, this high school. I don't know. <sighs> well, that seems like everybody's no. high school. The time the science teacher brought the cadaver in for vivisection. Vivisection. Or- now, you remember how Bud is in love with her, no, Trisha Lee. I don't remember this. No and butt. and so Trisha Lee is going to get in her best Carrie Fisher costume. You know the one where in, uh, that what's that blob J- Jabba Jabba the Hut? Oh, she's going to wear that. Get out! She's not going to wear that. Well, bikini. she's not. But she gets in like a an outfit like that, a sexy bathing suit, and she lures. <laughs> Chad goes up to her and says. Uh, you look nice. I got you two oversized cookies from Mrs. Fields. Well, that's great, Chip Bud. Well, can you just put them on either ear so you look like your sister? <laughs> I got you two Cinnabuds. Do you mind putting it on either side of your head? No, they're so sticky, they'll just, yeah, go ahead, yeah, press there. it. Right, yeah, press it. That's good, yeah. Now they're doing Thriller. Not, Not really. really, right. No, no, no. The songs are just like you think. Bum, bum, bah, 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 bah. It's our choice. Bah, 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 bah. But the chud. Yeah, right. It's that kind of thing. I now f- everyone, her whistle stopped the music and everything. Wow. That is so Like, whistle. come get me. I'm just like my sister. <laughs> just like my sister. Get that Terry Fisher look alike. We don't need another view from Postcard of the Edge. We don't need another Harry Met Sally B character. <laughs> Here they come. Our plan is going into action. All right. Turn out the lights just for mood and effect. Because oh, the director said to do it. Yeah, director brother-in-law of Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I'll show my brother-in-law. <laughs> All right, here they come. It's a swimming pool. Oh, Probably so she's Trisha Lee. Trisha Lee went to the that latest Star Wars movie, and there's like your sister. Like even when you're dead, you're more famous. Than oh, hey, I just saw that. That was okay. <laughs> I saw the Last Jedi. It was fine. Too soon. Too soon. Well, her okay, mother so passed away sudden, too. Yeah, I know. It was tragic. Days it, after, it was, uh, so she had to right. experience the the loss of her uh, daughter, sister, and mother. Yes, yeah. I know. And, I mean, 
it was horrible how it happened. It was like her heart was broken or something, and she's like, I might as well die. They were best of friends, you know. So while we're talking about this, Chudger being uh, dissolved in the swimming pool, <laughs> like the Alka-Seltzer. Right. Yeah. Now here's the government guy. He's become a Chud. Oh, so they into the pool. Yes. Yeah. I didn't watch your PBS math show. Get in the pool. Square this. Square negative one. There's, there's this thing is square negative one. Take that. Square negative this. <laughs> oh no, Chud's playing him. Right. Now, then that never goes anywhere. He should become a Chud. He should now. become a Chud and then oh, they have to second. shut yes, him down. It does. Yes, it does go somewhere. Oh, really? Oh, at the last I scene? just realized on my third viewing. Okay. <laughs> Which is okay, this? You see how he just got bit? Yeah. That'll lead to something. All right, good. I would hate for it to leave me hanging. Okay, now it's working. They're cryogenically freezing them all, and you'll see it, the only special effects of the thing. What, dry ice? The, dry ice in a swimming pool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Chuds, walk around the dry ice. We got a wind, uh, giant fan's going to blow the water. Oh, there we go. Here comes a special effect. Special effect by... Yep, there's the first one, second one, and then Lutz the Crack comes up to her. Uh-oh. Oh, no. There it is. There it's coming. Whoa. Um, from the looks of that, clearly, Mike, that budget was like $800 to make that. <laughs> Do you think they were inspired by Chud? Or uh, Spuds McKenzie, the party animal, when they made this movie. <laughs> Spuds McKenzie. It was perfect timing for the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just so funny to me that this was going to be a Return of the Living Dead sequel, and they didn't do that for some reason. Well, again, like uh, it feels like Chud, the original, was a serious horror movie with social implications, and then they made this goofy sequel, whereas Return yeah. of the Living Dead was a goofy sequel. Whose sequels were these like grim, you know, uh, Hellraiser, Pinhead type of, uh, yes. you know, graphic violence type of shit. So it's just those, they were very serious, the sequels, so a very whimsical film. Or politically sharp. I saw Return of the Living Dead on TCM Underground and uh, I forgot, uh-huh. I didn't realize it was only 77 minutes long. Yeah, you had mentioned that. Yeah, that's, um, that's that not seems, that much time. Yeah. They just get to the point and get it over with. It was theatrically released? Sure, I saw it in the theater. I actually, I saw it, uh, and I was underage, but I loved the cramps, and I wanted. I knew the soundtrack already, so I wore my cramps shirt, and the guy at the ticket place, this is from Massachusetts, he said, uh, yeah, all right, come on in. Oh yeah! Listen, what um, what year? How old were you? Is what I'm asking. How old were you? Um, I graduated in '87, so okay. I was. Uh, so this movie, I was probably in high 89. school. '89. I mean, in college at that point. Yeah, '89. So I so was. You were t- you were 19 or 20. Yeah, maybe maybe even 21 at that point. <laughs> and that's when you got cramps. I mean, my wife, she was like 12 when she first started getting. Okay, so now they've totally frozen them, and it's time to electrocute them so that they'll pop out those white beams and then die. They'll explode. But 
Bud the Chud woke up, and he's now threatening Carrie's si- Fisher's sister. Right. And look, he gives him her, she, he gives her his heart, his literal yeah. heart. You could have just texted me emoji. Right. Yeah. Now, what happened was when David Irving went to see the Indiana Jones in which the guy pulled out his heart, he was like, yeah. hey! That's my idea, my brother-in-law. No! I'm the director of this family, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Spielberg's, Psst, what has he made? Well, since 1980, shut up! <laughs> so, he'd probably be on Thanksgiving. So, caught your film this, this Yeah, last. right. Oh, yeah, did you? That's great, that's great. Yes, all the heart tug out parts. Oh, terrific, terrific. Well, <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> Something no. they want to tell me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't play coy oh with me, Spielberg. God. Just deny it, why don't you? <laughs> I, I'm, I really don't know, David, what you're talking about. Oh, jeez, okay, don't bring this up. Explosion. Oh, man, look at that head. head flies off. So that's they, fun. They, that's... Do they freeze the pool, or is it still water in there? Yeah. Ooh. Look at that animated uh, explosions. Yeah. I haven't seen effects since good since my science project. Yeah, right. This does remind me of my science project. And he does the same thing. He uses animation on this, this the film for explosions and lightning. I wouldn't yeah, say that coincide. I wouldn't say that okay. it's a, a low rent special effect film, but the credit says special effect by ILM. <laughs> you mean it's you mean it's singular? Yeah, singular says special effects. <laughs> special effects, right? Lucas, uh, industrial light and magic. Oh, here we go! Final battle. Yeah. Yeah. Is it going to be Bud himself? I didn't mean it's to Bud, hurt everyone. It's just Bud's head. Yeah, I didn't mean to hurt every that kind of thing. Yeah. And they show Bud no mercy. Come on, boys. Come on. some sort of Halloween party. Come on. Let's have some <laughs> Shit, this Halloween party has turned from Halloween 3 to Halloween 2. Is this the the Mike Myers scary one? or? Yeah, right. Or is this the weird fucking... It's the Notice that Bianca Jagger still isn't in this film. You're absolutely right, but she was yep. in the credits an hour ago, and I want to see Bianca. She was a yep. big yeah, selling so, point of the film. Bianca Jagger was in it. So Bianca Jagger was divorced in 89, right? From yeah, Jagger? she was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But she kept her name. They divorced because, in 78. They divorced shut early. Shut up. But she kept that name for so long. Yeah, I know. Just like Cynthia Lennon. It was um, seven... I guess six, maybe six, 71 to eight, 78. That's all they were married, 71 to 78. Now, she's like, she's from Nicaragua. She she was definitely involved in, like, human rights and, I don't know, causes. Right. She was oh. in the Ruddles. She was in Cannonball Run. Right. I don't know why she would. Okay, look. See, the cadaver just yeah. showed up. It finally stopped rolling. And then in the prom, uh, that wasn't even a problem. I thought that, that was, was like, a cute part of the film, is that at the end of it, finally the yeah. cadaver stops rolling. Because if one thing this film taught us is that shit rolls downhill. Oh. <laughs> I got your metaphor in your film, David. What are you talking about, Steven? <laughs> 
you know, about shit rolling downhill. You're being paranoid. Could you not start a fight every Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> right, this is just Halloween, so they have to like deal with this on Thanksgiving. Chud 3, awkward family dinner. <laughs> so, Carrie Fisher's sister's reading the goodbye note from our hero, who goes on to be a director. And now I understand it's because he's become a chud when he got bitten. And he's like, goodbye, good friends. I'm off. You know, like he just like thinks it's better to run away than for him them to see him like that. That's so ridiculous. He doesn't want to eat him. Oh, I got you. But he's going to eat other people. I guess him so. Him and his, his puddle. That's P-U-D-L-E-L-W-A-S-F-L-O-T. Carl, did you know there's a podcast called uh, LWAF, which is short for long-winded as fuck? It's about uh, oh. the it's a podcast they uh, they watch a series on Netflix. Uh huh. And they talk about it. Now that's Robert, by the way, Robert Vaughn. He's now a chud, and there's Bianca Jagger finally. Finally. And now we see that our friend Steve is uh, now a chud. But she's chud free, right? No, she's a chud. Where are they going to check on? Wait, con? wait, maybe she's not. Is she a... <sighs> this is so brutal, Carl. If they're truly chuds throughout this 90-minute movie, how come we had never seen one scene under, underground? It's whole yeah, right, place right. overground. They should be chodes. That's right. Cannibalistic humanoids Whoop. above ground dwellers. Overground, overground dwellers. <laughs> <laughs> No, Bianca closes the credits. Yeah, that they, way we could say you were in it. Yeah, she dri- they drive off of the sunset with Bianca Jagger. Is how this film ends? Wow. She, she ran down to the set and she goes, Im, am I too late? Did I miss it? Am I too late? No, Bianca. You're just in time. <laughs> Keep rolling, folks. Keep rolling. Get in the car. Uh, I mean, Robert Englund told me to come by. Oh, great. We'll put you in the movie, too. Uh, action. Oh, Whoa, well, I haven't left my car. Doesn't matter. Too late. All right. Well, wow. So wow, man. I think we should wait till the end of the credits. Yeah. Yeah. So it all wasn't the, cruddy. It was chuddy. And it was it was all right. It had lots of interesting stuff. Yeah. Totally different from the first movie, we're sure. But definitely a video rental or public uh, premium cable filler for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the backstory, I mean, it's, you know, like the, the Steven Spielberg connection, the um, uh, the interesting name that the writer gave and, and, the writer and himself. you know, his pseudonym. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, there's Frank Burns. There's Julia Lockhart. What's her name? June. June Lockhart. June Lockhart. There's Mr. Roper of all, know, people. all people. You know, this is like showing and, up. And Robert and Miss Richard and Vaughn, of course. Yeah. Uh, all right, I guess so. Oh, and then of course our friend uh, Chud himself, Bud himself from Gary Granger. Yeah. Stu Pickles was in this, and the um, uh, sister of Carrie Fisher. I mean, there's lots to talk about. Right. Um, so I don't know. It wasn't the suckiest thing. And I also had the opportunity to play the trailer for this movie twice in a row because I played it for uh-huh. last week as well. 
Which, as we patiently wait, here comes the credits. As we patiently wait for the credits, and I will let you guys know what movie we're going to watch live next week. Uh, here. And if you are listening live or if you uh, are familiar with mutinyradio.fm, we would love to get uh, some donations. We uh, So go ahead to mutinyradio.fm. We'll take you to pcrcollective.org and there'll be a donate button. Click that. Give us $5 on PayPal. That'll help the station running. That's our only real ad. Carl, do you have any place you're going to be uh, this week? No. I am schedule-less. But when a schedule arises, it will appear on Carl.suck. Carl, that sucks. Carl, our friend Danny Detchy has been running a room uh, in the neighborhood oh, yeah. called uh, uh, Cafe Bazaar, and they're actually closing. They're retiring after all those 30 years, I think. So they have a beautiful patio. Wow. So we're doing a final comedy show this Wednesday, if you want to check it out. Uh, right now, we're just looking at the credits for songs, including Bud the Chud, Brave New Dance, Nearer to Morning, well, oh, by Wall of Voodoo. This is all Wall of Voodoo songs. What? Two, I missed that. Two wall voodoo songs, yeah. Okay, the, the people who made the soundtrack were really quite lame, and if you listen to it's terrible 80s stuff, right. I missed that. I'm sorry about that. Special thanks Maybe to I just Pepe Clothing, off. Nike, Golden Marks Bodywear, California Darewear, Burns, uh, Philip Morris Costumes, Philip Morris Costumes. They're smoking. And then Men in Peril, courtesy of members only. That's some members only yeah. fashion that wow, uh, the Chubbs wear. Wow, that is old. They must have raided a shopping mall. Thank you, you must be like the last member. <laughs> right, members only. Like, we're, uh, we don't need any more members. <laughs> Sorry, members only. That's what they say to me when I go there. Check out, Mer- go get out of here, merry-go-round. <laughs> yeah. yeah come on feel the noise at the merry-go-round oh, oh hey uh, hey he's talking i didn't notice that uh he had the final words thank god we stayed oh. to the end of the credits so we can see the uh logo for vestron video a second time which is also identical to the vestron picture logo we saw so we've seen this logo. what's next week all right let me get a uh, youtube here revving but this one uh, next week was requested. Uh, it was a suggestion which I really liked. Uh, my my sister-in-law, uh, Melinda Bailey, uh, just written a book. It's, check it out. It's called Dick and uh, what's it called? Legs and the Two Ton Two Ton Dick. Uh, and uh, but she suggested this movie. I'll have the right name later. It's Psych Out from 1968, a Dick Clark production. And it is about San Francisco hippies. Psych out. How do you spell it? P S Y C H. Yeah. And O-U-T. Then, yeah, O-U-T. Okay. Let me see if I can find a trailer. We know Psych Out for a uh, Meet Beat Manifesto song. Psych out. We danced to that 20 years ago. Okay. Uh, let me see if it, and then they actually have one song they they take a sample from uh, uh, Jack Nicholson who shows up oh yeah wait wait so this is on YouTube the, vit, the Jack Nicholson film yeah and it's gonna have our Wolf of Washington Street guy Wolf of, yeah Dean Stockwell's in this Wolf of Washington that was good Okay, we're listening to Meet Me Manifesto Psych Out. Very nice. This is uh, 
goes on for a bit. All right, well, we get the point. Do you remember this? What it's all about, yeah. This was great. Let's see if I can find the part where they sample Jack Nicholson. I think it's around this part, the weird harmonica thing. Yeah. Psych out! This was always the greatest music. <laughs> but it was um, just a little too smart for people. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It fills the Alright, so let me go. I mean, let me see if I can find a trailer. I don't normally this play music on this show. This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. I've seen this, I think. I mean, it's, is the woman um, not blind? She's deaf. Yeah, right? right. And they're looking for the seeker. This is a great film. Okay. All right. So this is from 1968, 50 years ago. Uh, Carl and I love summer love documentaries and movies about fucking hippies. Yeah. So this one is as hippie as you get. Too. San Francisco, too. Oh, yeah. I bet it takes place around the park and nothing but. So... Uh, that'll be our movie next Sunday uh, and I want to thank everyone for listening if you're still listening thank you so much we always appreciate it uh, we'll go out with our soundtrack and uh, I didn't see a trailer for Psych Out but uh, you get the point some hippie chick goes hippie and then searches for a hippie and then I'm sure there's a tragic <laughs> ending there is a tra- uh, well, I won't ruin oh, it for we won't people ruin but for it. Uh, I'm a it's ruiner movie. anyway yeah Look, someone may not have seen this 50-year-old movie yet, so we'll, we'll, we'll let them catch up. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Carl, thank you so much for be, uh, thank you. for watching and, and watching Bud the Chud three times now. Yeah. Yeah. And donate to the channel. Donate to the station. Yeah, donate people. to the station. Keep this going. We have live shows here in San Francisco. So why don't you come by and pay? Here's our theme song. Bye, guys. Let's watch a full-length through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. 
swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skin Care. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. 
They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer burgers, tater tots, tachos corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open ah, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. <laughs> For all 
your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com It's not as easy as we make it look, but that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, seven to nine with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THCT. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George T. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Tonight's product highlight is the purple lights. 
It's an indica. It's very confusing now. It says 812 milligrams of THC, but then you have to divide it by something else, and then what it comes out to is 23%. Remember when we used to be, they got us used to percentages, and now they've confused us with these milligrams. Oh my God, math is so hard. <laughs> now I feel like when I was in junior high, they're like, you're going to need math for a reason. I'm like, yeah, so I can figure out how weed works. You know what I mean? Milligrams, hundreds, thousands, easier. Ounces, confusing. Pints, even more confusing. Like, what is the quartz? What does this even mean? Why are we even? Can I get a quart of weed, please? They're like, that doesn't make sense to me. You have a tiny guitar. I think they're called mandolins, ukuleles that look like a really cool. Like, is it is it electric? Can you plug it in and make it like be like Jimi Hendrix? And like, then oh, it doesn't really work. When I was a child, I used to take rubber bands and put them on nails over wood and pretend it was a guitar. <laughs> Did anybody else do that? Like, I'm making noise. Is anyone listening? No, <laughs> as a child. I didn't smoke weed then. That's when I was just spinning around in the driveway in circles, trying not to hit my head on the concrete. <laughs> my parents were like, if you're going to spin around in circles like that, do it on the grass, not on the driveway. You weirdo. Everyone tries to augment their experience, am I right? I love weed. I love to augment my experience. I mean, has anyone watched a baseball game sober? Come on. Like, what is that about? You guys love the Giants. Hey, tonight we have, you are wearing a Giants hat. Tonight uh, we have, as always, the uh, quiz, which you guys get to participate in. We have great, great prizes tonight. One of them happens to be a, a Giants pin that was hand-sewn and puffy-painted. That's nice. If you don't like the Giants, maybe you like the Warriors. We got a Warriors pin. That's cool. Also, you don't like sports? Pride. It's a pride button. That's cool. Also, this amazing T-shirt that you can win. And we have a really special prize tonight from uh, Mission Cliffs. It's two free climbing classes or day passes. Uh, because today's theme is like, it's better to just do physical things high, am I right? <laughs> like, you guys can go, you can take a date climbing at Mission Cliffs here. That's one of our prizes tonight when we get to that quiz. All of the quiz questions are from the Spark website. So if you've been checking out the Spark website, you're going to do really well on tonight's quiz. We have really great comedians here as well. I'm super excited. Uh, we've got Leroy Alberg. We've got I'm trying to remember you're from it's Matt Berg from far away. Yeah, Matt Berg from far away. We have Nate Spears. I don't think he's here yet. No, there he is. Nate Spears is right in front of me. There it is. We got all our people. He's got music. We got it all together. Uh, hey, let's start it. Wow. Okay, so here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna start the product highlight. Is this the forbidden fruit? What is this? No, this is the purple lights. Ooh, it tastes purple. Do you know what purple tastes like? <laughs> this, this is. I literally taste the color purple. It almost has like a wine flavor to it, like a like an aged oak barreled cabernet, which is weird. Purple lights, right? Is it gonna make my teeth purple? Like when I drink wine for twelve hours? Is that gonna happen? I hope not. <laughs> Don't let the purple white purple light stain your teeth. Look at that. It's already messing with my word choices. 
23%. Hell yeah. Uh, we have a bunch of, uh, we like to start with some comedian story highlights, if you will, uh, stories that they have had while they have been equally as intelligent is sitting across from her and he actually starts to argue with her it's like well why don't you get like a, a snapping turtle and she's like I don't want a snapping turtle it might try to bite me and I feel like I'm refereeing a boxing match at the Special Olympics and my aunt who actually has special needs is in the kitchen making a hand sandwich and true story you can't make this shit up and she takes a big bite and goes you motherfuckers are retarded it's a true story <laughs> can't make this shit up so I'm sure you guys would have guessed by now um, naturally I'm a middle school teacher <laughs> So by day, molding young minds, by night on the hunt for Red October. That's a big black sub full of semen. Ooh. Ooh, I'll take some ooze. I'll take some ooze. Ooze are better than silence, bitches. Preferably driven by Denzel Washington. Even if Gene Hackman's there watching, I don't give a fuck. So, you movie buffs, you are dying right now. <laughs> Fucking nerds. <clears throat> so, I'm in my classroom, and the fact that I'm gay gets brought up the other day, or at least I thought it was. And, um, you see, my, my school is broken up. Each grade is broken up into teams, and they're named after, after colleges, and I teach all the grades. Um, so, one of my sixth graders stands up, and he's like, Mr. Mack! What team are you on? Right? She had the correct reaction, people. That, that audible gasp is what I did and my asshole puckered. And I went, I confess, people, I went to a fucking dark place. For just a few, just a moment, I'm like, what fucking Jesus freak parent set this little shit up for this? this shit. I'm not going down like that. I'm not a fucking punk. Locking that door. I'm donkey punching one of these bitches at a time. Taking two of the Spanish speaking mijos. We're hopping in my fucking scion. One to use as collateral, one to translate. We're halfway to fucking Mexico. Before these little shits come to or anybody realizes what's fucking going on. I know. Thank you. And then reality set in. I calmed down and I, I realized, fuck, he means what team I'm on. And they don't realize that I teach all the teams. So I go, well, I'm just being silly. I'm like, well, what team do you think I'm on? And they go, you're a bear. <laughs> Some 
much amongst my people, I am a bear. I'm a fake corn fed, I'm a little fur, I'm a bear. So I start shitting myself laughing. And as a result, they think they guessed it. So one by one, 40 of these little bastards pops up and goes, you are a bear, we got it, Mr. Mac is a bear, he's a bear. And again, this is a true story and fuck, if I ever make it big, I'm gonna lose my job over this anyway. So I just go with it and I'm like, fuck, I was like, you know what? I am a bear. We're all bears. And you know what we should do? One weekend out of every summer, we should all get together with just other bears and just lounge around. Go up to the river and just only hang out with other bears and just be super lazy. But gee, we could call it Lazy Bear Weekend. Those fuckers lost their shit. Yeah! The other sixth grade team, mm, the organ neighbors. <laughs> so I said, and absolutely no beavers allowed. They are wet. <laughs> 